This week, the obvious question is, how much does the media control what happens? I'm Mike Travisano, and each week one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath. So how would life be different if we didn't have news at all? How much of what happens in the world is created or influenced by how events preceding it are reported? To some extent, we know from the media that mass shooters are encouraged by the coverage of previous mass shooters. So what role does the media play in uncovering topics that people need to learn about? And how much do they exploit events for ratings or advertising or otherwise that are better left uncovered? So like most people, you know, it, the media is one of those things I, I can't look away from. You know, it's like uh, sometimes I, I don't want to watch the news or, or read the news or listen to stories about the news or the, the media controlling different stories or different thoughts about the media, but I still do. I, it's hard to look away. And I've noticed lately a, a couple of things and more observations that, you know, f- the sexual harassment claims that, you know, they, they come out every day, you know, it started with the Weinstein thing and then you know, the Kevin Spacey and then, um, you know, all different types of folks that are mostly political figures or Hollywood figures. So it's, it's not people that we know or, or work with. It's, it's people that, again, are, are in the media that are name brand people. But the flood of these things and these stories coming out, you wonder, you wonder where, where were they before? And, and are they only coming out because of the media? Because there's somebody that becomes famous because of this or somebody gets their name in the paper or on the news. And then the same thing for some of the, the crazy shootings that are going on. Uh, around the country. It's like, well, one happens, then another happens. So it's kind of this chicken and egg question I have related to the media, and I don't have the answer, but I'd love to talk about it is, you know, is the media, does the media control the outcome in in some way that if these things didn't happen, if they weren't publicized, would they still, would they still happen? It feels a little bit, Bob, like if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, you know, does it make a sound? In 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 a serious way, it almost feels like that. That, you know, if if things happened and the media didn't report on it, who would know? And it wouldn't matter. And to some extent, I guess that's happened over and over again. And and I think some of the cases we're seeing today are probably like that. That for whatever reason, it was hidden. It was kept from the media. But I remember my grandfather told me years ago. Um, to and it's one of those quotes, you know, to believe only to believe nothing of what you hear and only half of what you see. And then he, he would laugh and say, maybe nothing of what you see, you know, or something like that. And I think that was long before, as I remember as a young kid, so it's like long before TV was popular and the and all the newscasters and stuff were popular. But I, I think there is something about what you're saying that is puzzling to me as far as how, what kind of information do we get? When do we get it? How do we get it? Who do we get it from? You know, what's the, the intent behind it? And then where do you go from there? And I, I know uh, one of my my things now is to try and pay attention to different news sites, particularly like the BBC or something, where they're reporting from outside of this country, from you know, the the outside view, maybe a little bit more on the objective side than if you're sitting right in the middle of it. And it seems like a little clearer stuff, maybe from NPR or something like that. Where, it, but again, they'll be biased towards whatever slant they have, and you you tend to hear the the news the way it the way it's meant to be projected like that. So I don't know. It's very confusing. I, I don't if. If we didn't have the news, what then? I have no idea what that would look like. It seems to me that it's it really is a double-edged sword. That in I 
I always am looking for the one answer that covers all all possibilities and sort of simplifies it or distills it, boils it down to the to the one thing that's true, no doubt about it. But this one is is tough uh, because on one hand, with with the rash of shootings, you you know you see it in the news coverage. You know we're not going to say his name, or we're going to say it once, and we're never going to say it again, so that there it doesn't encourage more uh, of those kinds of things. <clears throat> And when it happens, it is certainly news. You know, there's no doubt. Something like Sandy Hook is a, is news, or or the Vegas or the church recently. You know, it's it's news, no doubt. Uh, and to think that it encourages more actions like that is 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 horrible and terrible. On the other hand, this harassment or uh, sexual uh, sexual harassment stories that are that are in the news a ton lately, it, it reminds me of the you know. Uh, what what's what gets measured gets fixed adage you know where it, they're reporting on these things they happened you know or or there's enough there to make us want to pay attention and maybe reporting on this you know great number of of new cases that are happening it raises awareness maybe maybe it it sets a new standard for the kind of behavior that will be tolerated in one industry or another, or make all industries look at each other and say, wow, I don't want to be. So it, it maybe will encourage some sort of behavior that would be good. I, so I, I, it's a tough one. I don't know if I, um, they're in a tough spot. You know, journalism as a whole is in a tough spot in, in how to make those decisions. I mean, you're right about the sexual harassment one. I mean, it, it's good that it's coming out because it seems like the majority of these stories are, are have some credibility to them. But it's just baffling that some of these things happened, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, but no one came forward. So it's like, well, I, and I guess it's like that watershed moment that one person breaks through and then everybody else is like, okay, well, they said something, so now I'm going to say something. Um, but it, but it's crazy to, to think that, again, the media has that much influence. I don't know if controls the word, but if they start reporting on it, <clears throat> I don't think they would have predicted that. Well, if we break this story, all these other stories are going to happen. Um, it's crazy. And even, yeah, and, and even the Las Vegas thing, I think like what, what's a slow news day or, or, you know, where they're, what gets reported and what doesn't like the Vegas thing was a huge incident, but yet it seems to have really been, taking a back burner to a lot of other stories that are out there. How much is that about ratings? You know, they, they sit there, you know, you know, they have their morning meeting that says, well, what are we going to talk about today? You know, who, who's really calling that shot? And I think so much of what we're, we're talking about uh, now and, and the stuff that I'm reading about is supposed to be objective kind of factual reporting I'm not sure, you know, as I, as I think about it, I read through stories and stuff. There are two sides to everything or maybe multiple sides to everything where, you know, the facts get lost. That Perhaps there there's a fact there somewhere, but but it kind of gets lost uh, to the point of, you know, if if you have a person come forward and, and make a statement on something then you get a group of people. I'm not denying that that might be true, but I'm curious if you could like interview each of those people individually and ask the question without all the other hype around it what that might sound like. And in some cases, I think you might get a slightly different story. Here's what I mean by that. I can imagine people saying to me, well, you don't believe this is true? No, no, I, I believe those things are true. But uh, if I ask someone a question and I, and I lead in with like, and uh, use a real live one about whether 
B-52s, the bombers that that fly, uh, that flew over Vietnam, and they still have them in use today. Were they jet engines or prop driven? And uh, I know the answer to that, but my brother was asking me the question. I said, well, of course, they're jet engines. He says, no, they're prop driven. And he turned to my my brother-in-law, who hadn't heard the conversation. He said, hey, Dennis, aren't the B-52s prop driven? Which is different than asking the question, like, what's the propulsion system on a B-52? And my, my brother-in-law, who was in the military, says, oh, no, yeah, they're, yeah, they're prop driven, just like you said. So he kind of led the question, like, by by saying, you know, giving the answer in the question. And it's easy for a person to do that. And I'm finding more and more that when a question is slanted like that, or when information is somewhat slanted, it's easy to say yes, because you kind of already have the answer. You already know where you're going with it. So uh, I remember sitting there watching some of the news and saying to my wife, you know, I'm pretty safe on this one, I think, you know, when it comes to uh, harassment and stuff like that, I don't believe I ever have. But wouldn't it be funny if somebody came forward or multiple people came forward and said something? you know, about me or about one of my friends or one of my, somebody I know personally, it'd be very strange because I would have the facts and yet I would say, but these people have facts as well. And they seem to, to disagree you know, with, with my, my opinion at that point of what, you know, what may or may not have happened. Mm. It, it's tough. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with you, Joe. That's a, that's a particularly tough part of this. I, I remember thinking, uh, and it's happening now with the with the sexual harassment accusations going around that uh, very quickly after Kevin Spacey, you know, the ac- accusations surfaced in the news, he was pulled from films like the news were, were the things of, you know, they're having reshoots. His show on Netflix is canceled. You know, the the punishment was doled out, you know, up, upon hearing the accusations. Right now, I don't it sounds to me like those accusations are pretty. Uh, there's enough of them and and they're open enough that they're probably true. But, you know, in in our other in, in a court system, it doesn't work like that. Right. It doesn't you don't get punished just based on an accusation. You, you have to go through some sort of process and be proven guilty of that stuff. Right. But the media, you know, it's the trial by media. Thing, yeah. Right. You know, and, and it's it's very effective for everyone except one particular individual who seems <laughs> seems to be able to evade all of this stuff yeah. really, really well, you know? Well, that's interesting because I, I, I didn't hear this story, but somebody told me this story, and, and maybe you guys heard about it in the news, where I, I guess Trump was in some type of motorcade, and there was a woman, I guess, standing on the street, and, and she uh, flipped the motorcade or Trump off, you know, gave him the middle finger, and someone else, I guess, videoed that on their phone, and it it went social and uh but and that woman was fired from her job and someone relayed that to me and i'm like that that's crazy at least to me you know that just but it goes to show that that media whoever's behind it or pushing something out and exposing it it seems like that's the knee-jerk reaction that okay we, we have a corporation we have a brand we have to protect ourselves uh this has gone viral so now we have to do what's right, and doing what's right is, you know, this we, we can't stand or tolerate this behavior, so you're gone. And it's like, wow, that's that's pretty powerful. Yeah, and for me, Bob, um, that I didn't know about that issue, but but even hearing the names, like as, as they were going through, you know, the last few months, different names, Kevin Spacey came up. I remember turning to my wife and saying, Kevin Spacey? Like, you know, because I think of him a certain way. And, and I realized right after I said it, like she said to me, what do you know about Kevin Spacey? And I said, well, he's a good guy. You know, it's like, of course, the movies and the way he's portrayed. And so there's an image to start off with that 
is not necessarily Kevin Spacey. It's it's what what the media wants you to know about Kevin Spacey. And of course, she said right away, you thought Bill Cosby was a cool guy too, right? And I said, yeah, but of course he was like America's dad. I mean, of course, and that's been kind of shown to be not quite quite correct either. So on the one side, there's this fake image of who they are to start off with, which I buy into. And next thing you know, I'm watching the TV shows or you know, my kids are watching the TV shows with me, that kind of thing. And then next thing you know, something comes up and I defend a false persona, a false image of the person right from the start. And as they go down the line, it's like, I guess if they hit certain people, I'd say, yeah, I expected that. Maybe a Harvey Weinstein. I don't know him well enough to say, but, um, you know, people that, that I think I know through the media, I, I really don't know at all when I really, really think about it. And it, this came to light years ago when people would say, well, you know, it's like this. This is how things are. And they'd explain something. I'd say, well, how do you know that? And they say, well, you saw the movie, didn't you? And I thought, wow, is that what it's about? I mean, I saw the movie and there was a motorcycle gang and some motorcycle gangs are this way or whatever. It's like very confusing at that point. Now I'm confusing what's real with the way it's portrayed and then what I think is real, which really to me is almost all that matters. You know, my perception of who these people are, what they've done. Mm -hmm for me, is what matters. Now, for the world, everybody has different perceptions on them. Yeah, it would almost be like uh, taking a clips of a, a particularly random person on Facebook and saying, well, I'm going to put together a composite of their life and think that, well, I know this person now because I, and we have many of these, right, acquaintance people that we meet and then we friend them and, and or we're connected to them on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or some other social media. And then we think we know a lot about their lives, but we only know the media part of their lives, which is pretty yeah, which And it's really controlled, I would say, you know, as uh, even to the president level, you know, it's like things get controlled. Unfortunately or unfortunately, he, he tends to step on himself that way and, you know, kind of make it easy to, to make him a target like that because he steps out, you know, and, and is very vocal on that. But I was thinking, you know, when I when I mentioned some of these things to Carol, like my wife, she said, uh, you know, I knew Bill Cosby was like that from the very beginning. And I thought, no, you didn't. We used to watch that show. You know, kids would watch it and stuff. And she said, no, I, I always suspected him. There was something about him I always suspected. And I thought, wow, I, I never would have suspected. She gave me like a list of 10 people and said, pick the pick the one here that's a, you know, a predator or a sexual, you know, abuser of some, um, some sort. Bill Cosby would have been at the bottom of the list. I can, can assure you that for me, you know, and I saw him back in, in the seventies when he was doing stand up comedy and stuff like that, uh, at college. And he seemed like a decent guy. He seemed like, you know, again, image, image of how the, 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 uh, media industry portrayed him, you know, to get him on campuses, to get him shows and things like that. The good natured guy that he was. So in a way the media is doing both, right? They're portraying this person as this good, wholesome person. But then when the story breaks, they're portraying him as, you know, this, this predator or, you know, not not so innocent person. Yeah, so, yeah. Who are the people yeah. standing up? Like take Bill Cosby. Who's standing up for him now? Not the media at all. I mean, he seems to have some personal friends or whatever. I guess maybe that are close to him that would would say no, he's innocent. Yeah, you know, we had the situation here at, at State College. You know, with uh, which who <laughs> I can't think of his name right now. Who's the guy that uh, Jerry Sandusky? Jer- Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, who you know claims he's innocent. I think he's been proven. Well, he has been proven guilty in court. But there's still some people that will stand by him and say he was not a, a an abuser. He didn't molest children, you know, which seems to be counter to the fact, the actual fact of what happened. So you wonder at that point, like all those people that that portrayed and, you know, Harvey Weinstein or any of the, the current people today, where are they? Did they just like 
did one incident or one thing just make them kind of fall apart? Or was it fake right from the beginning? Did they know it right from the beginning they were, you know, portraying an image? That, that That's really all that mattered was to get that image out there correctly. You know, th- that you bring up Jerry Sandusky, the, the, the interesting character, if I use that word in that story, is Joe Paterno. Uh, being a Penn State grad two times over, you know, I know your kids went to Penn State. Uh, I believe Joe Paterno's role in, in the whole thing was uh, was super flawed. I think he did the wrong thing. But you saw as that as that case went forward, the power of the Joe Paterno head coach at Penn State story that that if you could feel it, you know, the students uh, defending it, it, it didn't it almost didn't matter what actions it, he took. The story of who he was from a, you know, Uncle Joe, you know, Grandpa Joe Paterno, you know, our leader, it was almost too powerful to 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 look at it objectively. But I think if you if you if you do look at it objectively, you wouldn't want that kind of leader making those kinds of decisions if your kid was involved. Which brings me to sort of my big maybe maybe my closing question on this one is where am I in it? You know, so knowing that I'm I'm every bit as influenced by the media as anybody else, and and uh, what can I do to not be so influenced? I don't know. Watch different stations, like you like you said, stations. Does anybody use that word? <laughs> watch <your laughs> stations. You know, turn the dial to a different station. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, where am I? Do, you know, do I I check out Al Jazeera and BBC as much as I check out CNN and Fox News? You know. It, or do I just whatever news source I use or or social media interaction I have, I recognize, look, this is a perspective. This is a, an opinion. And maybe I should be careful at how I formulate my own opinions before I get real aggressive with them. Yeah, and I, and I too, Mike, as I mentioned earlier, trying to get those different sources. And, I, you know, I'm, what I'm trying to do is to read things that I don't agree with or to you, know, you see a heading on an article or something and. You go, ah, it's probably that group there and I totally don't associate with whatever. And I'm sort of look at those, but I have to admit that I'm not looking at them quite as seriously or as, as well as I would if it were something I agreed with. I'm still in that place where I don't want it to be true. I, you know, I, I have a belief, a fundamental belief in something, and I don't, don't really want it to change. I don't want to find the proof against it. And I think, you know, talking like about Penn State and stuff, I think that denial was real. And, you know, having, again, have my kids go there and stuff, I, I was close to it, but I didn't have that that relationship that they had with the school or with, with uh, Joe Paterno, in particular, Joe Pa. So for me, it was easy to see the facts, to see the, the data, like you're saying. So maybe one way for me, and and uh, I'll use my, my grandfather, my, my father passed it on to me too, is that idea of don't, don't pay attention to things that I hear and only parts of what I see, which it means to me, like take a closer look at what's really going on, get more information, understand, you know, that don't be so quick to to go one way or the other, condemn a person or, you know, or exonerate them based upon what the media has out there, because sure as heck, it's going to change, you know, and as they get more investigative and reporting, more details and stuff, you know, give it a chance to kind of to gel a little bit.